death. That's right, baby. <laughs> then, wow. <laughs> okay. I wanted to start off the episode with a bang. We're talking about death. Oh, uh, welcome back to Oh My Gods. Welcome back. Um, I'm Caroline. I'm an entity. Oh, she's not a host anymore. I'm not. She's changing it up. She's not a thing. I'm not. You've ascended in the past, like, two hours that we've been in the studio. I am a being of infinite potential. Actually, that's a lie. I have very limited potential. <laughs> we've recorded... Especially during finals week. Yeah. Ah! We've recorded two episodes in this podcast uh, studio session already. You know it. So she's... In in the past two hours, you've been a host twice, and yeah. now you're no longer a host. Yeah. You're you've you've you're I'm going so far. I'm now a parasite. Okay, okay, <laughs> man. Oh boy. Here we go. Toast uh, and parasite, baby. <laughs> I am not doing okay, so no. <laughs> so yeah, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> we're fine. Um, we're talking about. Death and afterlifes today. Yes. Because we want to chat about them because there's so many and they're so fun. The switch to monotheism. Now, obviously, there's not like a whole world switches to monotheism. There's still polytheist religions today. It's not. Yeah. It's not like that. But as far as the Mediterranean goes, especially the Eastern Mediterranean, there is the idea of salvation religions yes and religions that are offering salvation after death which was a much nicer thought than some of the afterlifes of earlier religions yes which makes it more appealing to people but also i will say in a way it's it's a worse thought of death you've already got me thinking no yeah i'm not i I don't even follow one of these kinds of salvation religions. I'm not... I don't preach for them. Yeah. But they are a thing. Since you brought up monotheistic religions and the idea of salvation, before these salvation religions came about, like, you would have an afterlife. And, yeah, it might not be as great as, like, heaven. But it wouldn't be eternal torment either. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea of the automatic after death. I I did air quotes and I just realized you would not have been able to see that on the podcast. (laughs) So the automatic air quotes after death place that you go in these monotheistic salvation religions is a place of horrible punishment. And of course we can get into like, you know, some people, including myself, don't believe that hell exists in the way that it has been described by southern angry preachers (laughs) throughout history and also just you know the general christian idea of hell i don't agree with but that is like you have to acknowledge that that is the baseline for a lot of those religions and it really is kind of horrifying the idea like i understand why it was done because it it is heaven is appealing first of all secondly Heaven's even more appealing when you consider the alternative is torture. Yeah, it's like a fear of what will happen if you don't yeah. do enough to get into heaven. Yeah, um, this will actually... I'm bringing up... I don't know if this is actually trauma, because I don't think it traumatized me. But experiences from growing up in a, a very Christian part of the South. 
people would talk about getting their fire insurance. And when they talked about getting their fire insurance, they were not talking about fire insurance. They were talking about the first time they were saved. A lot of people, at least in the South, at least in the era I'm from, would get saved very, very young. Like me, I got saved when I was like five. Get saved very, very young because they're scared of hell. Mm. Later on, you know, maybe when they're like 13 or older, they will rededicate their life to Christ or get saved for real. If like, you know, if they walked away from the faith, they'll get saved for real. Or if they rededicate their life to Christ, they're just kind of like reaffirming that yes, they're saved. And that's like when they actually like go gung-ho into the religion. But the first time that people are saved a lot of time is basically just they're so terrified of what they've heard of hell that they get saved because A, the rest of their family is saved. So they're like, just whatever, do what mommy and daddy did. But B, they're just so terrified of the thought of hell, which is terrifying, especially for little children. So yeah, like, I think it's really, and uh, to me, the idea of, and yes, I am bashing the majority of modern religion, you know, the the popular modern religions today. I understand that. And I understand that people might not like me for that. But the idea of an automatic go to hell and torture when you die is so fucked up to me mm-hmm. because I genuinely don't think that anyone can do even even like and and I might be getting some hate here for this even really really fucked up people like I'm talking Hitler levels yeah they're horrible and I hate them and they are awful awful people but I don't think that you can do anything in a finite lifetime that would make you deserve infinite torture. Does that make sense? Yeah, it doesn't feel very humane in any sense. It doesn't feel humane. It doesn't feel fair. Is there a point? So, like, I don't know a lot about hell. But, yeah. like, is there a point where it's, like, after a certain amount of tor- torture, it's like, that was enough. You, you can, done. Your, that's your punishment for your life. In the Christian tradition specifically, not really. Mm. There's the idea in Catholicism, not that Catholicism isn't Christianity, but, (laughs) you know, the split between Catholicism and uh, Protestantism. Protestants don't believe in purgatory, but Catholics do. And purgatory is where people who are saved go after they die. And there, it's not torture. I mean, it kind of is. It's more like learning lessons like the torture is instructive and basically you stay there until you have like cleansed your soul and then you can go to heaven but if you do not believe in god and devote your life to him in both christianity at least mainstream christianity and catholicism and like islam all of that if you don't say like yes I believe in God. I'm devoting my life to him. Straight to hell. Mm. Which to me is not fair. Down I go. Because I, I'm sorry, but your one crime being not believing in a God. That, because also these, these monotheistic religions are very explicit that their one God is all loving and fair. You know, justice is a big deal. Just and loving. And if a, if a God is both just and loving then if someone does not believe in them, even if they've done horrible things in their life, that 
to me does not deserve eternal damnation and like literally in in christianity like hell is described as like you know you get you get like the the pit of fire um that a lot of people like know hell for but also it is described as being like you know feeling the the feeling is like you're on fire you also have trigger warning i guess (laughs) you also have the feeling of being eaten by like maggots oh lovely and also you are in eternal darkness and even though everyone who is, you know, not a Christian ends up in hell together, you don't ever get, like, you're in your own little bubble, kind of. Like, you, it's not like you're interacting with other people. You just are in torment forever, isolated. And the big thing is, you know, isolated away from the presence of God. And since God is all good, like, you have all bad. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, really bad. <laughs> and and it was horrifying to me, like, you know, as a little kid. And and even to this day, it's horrifying. And, you know, I have reasons why I don't believe that that version of hell is real. And also, just in general, I think it's really, it's really fucked up to be like, that's the automatic place you go solely for not choosing to swear loyalty and fealty to a god Mm -hmm. it's a lot it is a lot but then also you've got you know that opposite of heaven which is the place of all goodness you literally get to be around god all the time you get all these great things you get like the best food like the streets are made of gold and the water is like the best water ever (laughs) or something and like you know every day is a party and so you get like you get these two extremes where like heaven is like the epitome of all goodness although i find it a little bit boring (laughs) because the main attraction of heaven is that you get to praise god forever it's like well if you don't think he's worthy of praise it's kind of kind of not very fun yeah but also the opposite of that is eternal punishment yeah so it it is in some ways like it you know it's it's really like the the like carrot and the stick kind of thing with you know like with a horse like it's either like you get a treat or you get a, no yeah <laughs> you, you get pain there's no like just kind of chilling whereas I feel like a lot of like more not monotheistic my brain can't polytheistic thank you polytheistic <laughs> religions afterlife is just kind of like. It's more neutral or varied. Yeah. It's more just like it kind of is. Yeah. And I appreciate that because thinking that an afterlife is either going to be like a huge party or like a huge letdown, especially as someone with like social anxiety. (laughs) Both options are horrible. Both options just are so exhausting to think Mm -hmm. about and like believe in as someone who you know was raised in that at least from my perspective and so the perspective of a lot of like pagan religions where it's just like kind of like more quiet yeah i really like that yeah but anyways yeah sorry i really rambled no it's fine (laughs) look monotheistic salvation religion that's big topic yeah yeah christianity big deal Think it like I think literally like aren't Christianity and Islam like the two biggest religions in the world? They definitely could be. I think they are, and they're both you know they both have the same like heaven hell type of deal, and then also in in uh in the U S 
Although not in the U.S. Because I've, I've actually... One of my favorite YouTubers is um, British, I think. And he's a Mormon. But in the U.S., you have Mormonism, which is a branch off of Christianity. It's a little funky. But <laughs> their heaven is not exactly like the Christian heaven. You get a planet. I, that is wild to me. <laughs> you get your own planet. That is the most wild thing that I've heard about in afterlife is that you you become like god for your own planet right yeah it's wild i think actually i'm not 100 percent sure i'm gonna look this up now i think in islam you also get a planet but you don't become a god damn bro what's with this? just handing out planets to everyone these days yeah back in my oh, day no, we had the... to earn our planets <laughs> and um in islam you get well i think i don't actually think women can go to heaven Fuck. Or maybe they... I don't know. Actually, okay. I'm, I'm looking this up right now. So, in the Quran, there are seven levels of heaven. Hell is the same as Christian hell. Mm-hmm. But this is actually really interesting. We haven't talked about Islam on here yet, so... Oh, there's a hundred levels of hell. Shit, man. <laughs> That's a lot. We don't have time to unpack all of that. No, we do but... not. It's very, like, garden-y, which is similar to Christian heaven. It's more of, like... You're in God's, like, kingdom, mm-hmm. which would be, like, you know, the palace and that, like, includes gardens and stuff and whatever. Yeah, so it's got a river the same way that Christian heaven has a river. Yeah, it's it just seems like there's, like, different gardens in Islam. So I guess I was wrong about the planets. My bad. But the really epic Muslims get virgins. <laughs> and they go to heaven. Fuck yeah! Which, um... You know, that's a problem. I think I did know that one. That sounds familiar now that you're saying it. But Mormons get planets. They sure do. And become gods. Oh, I would not want to be on a planet with a Mormon as a god. Some random Mormon dude. Yeah, me either. I don't know if I... I think we need to talk about, like, can we, like, elect a god? Like, why... (laughs) I don't want... Do I need to live on this god's planet? Like... What if we are currently living on a Mormon? Fuck, God's I'm about planet. to get smited. That's what's gonna happen. That's how we'll know. <laughs> the fact that Try, I, that's how we're gonna figure it out. It's an experiment. One of my favorite. I'm sorry, this is not important, <laughs> but one of my favorite musicals is The Book of Mormon. Mm. And I just when I think of like living on a god. Uh, <laughs> Living, living on, on a, a god. Living on a planet with a Mormon god. I just imagine they just like every every day would just open with. Hello, my name is Elder Price. Oh my god! And I am here to tell you all about the most amazing book. <laughs> like, imagine if it was your alarm. I would. That, I'd go crazy. I I'd think. yeah. Anyways, I want <laughs> the so I want the uh, the Avasti thing from uh, our flag means death to be my alarm still. Oh, that's how yeah. I want to be woken up. Um, anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, well, that will be cut out of the main episode. What? No, no, yes. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, moving on to Greek. Yeah. Why not? The Greek underworld is under the world. No way. Yeah. Uh, so the underworld is ruled by Hades, who is the brother of Zeus and Poseidon. Oh boy. Zeus, Poseidon, Hades, all... I think I talked about this in that episode, but they drew lots for who would rule what domain of the the sky, under the ground, and then, like, the land and sea. And so Hades got under the ground. So Hades is god of everything below he, the ground. He got the... Actually, I don't actually know this. Did he draw, like, the short stick in that? Was he, like... 
it's usually considered the short stick. Okay. I don't know if it was legitimately like, wow, damn, you're a short stick. But yeah. The reason I ask is because they like make a big deal of that in um, Lore Olympus, but I didn't actually know. Well, that that's was. how a, a lot of modern things are like, wow, Hades got the worst one because he's also like not an Olympian. So that's, right. But he's incredibly powerful and rules all of the dead. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's everyone at some point, pretty much. Yep. So he rules in the underworld. His queen is Persephone. Hell yeah, she is. Hell yeah, she is. She's there for part of the year, winter. We love her. Probably. So they rule in the underworld, and the underworld has different sections. But I'm going to start with the rivers, because there's, there's five rivers. And I'm not going to go through, I'm just going to give you the basics. The sticks is the main one, obviously. Everybody knows about the sticks. Everyone knows about the sticks. You swear oaths on the sticks. Uh, we just talked about her in our God of War review. It's the it's the river that surrounds... I'm making movements with my hands that you can't see, but it surrounds the underworld. She's making a circle. I'm making a circle. The dead have to be ferried across it by Charon, the ferryman. And so when you would die, when you had your funeral... You would be given two obols, which are coins, that you were supposed to be able to use to give to Charon in the afterlife to get ferried across the sticks and brought to the main underworld, Hades' main kingdom. A lot of dead, those who are not given the money for passage, are left on the shores of the sticks. I think when Odysseus goes to the underworld, he goes to the shores of the sticks and he sees the spirits lingering there. Mm. Aeneas does the same thing in the Aeneid obviously. <laughs> so that's the six. The other rivers are not as common. There's the river Phlegathon, which is a river of fire. There's the river Lethe, which is... Uh, Wait, is it pronounced Lethe? It's probably more like Lethe in Greek. It, what I say... I've been saying Leith my whole... Look. Am I a dumbass? No, because the way I see it, it's always going to be pronounced wrong. It's pronounced Lethe in Greek in Lethe okay. in I'm, Greek but I no one pronou- have been calling no it one Leith. no no one in English ever pronounces things the way that they're pronounced in Greek okay so no matter what you say it's probably wrong <laughs> everyone just does it I say Alcibiades for Alcibiades' name uh-huh. uh it's definitely that's not how you pronounce it in Greek but if I started saying Alcibiades it's nobody also, knows who no, you're talking everyone's like yeah. you mean Alcibiades and I'm not going through this every day yeah um because I talk about him too much anyways the River Lethe is memories. We're going to get back to that one. Cockatus is one of them. And then there's... I'm looking at Actaeon? Yeah. But that's the dude. That's not what it's yeah. called. No, Acheron. Acheron. Uh, okay. So those are the main rivers. I think... Oh my gosh. Imagine if I remembered what they were actually for. Acheron is like misery. Phlegathon is fire. Cockatus is like whoa also <laughs> they're just they're all bad things yeah um lethe is like it's memory but it's also like forgetfulness and forgetting your memories but yes yeah, so those are the rivers we're going to follow someone who would be going into the underworld fun you've died oh tama i can't believe you <laughs> how um, did i, I die can't believe, uh smited by zeus for calling him a dick again okay uh, it just sounds plausible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, when you die, uh, I'm not giving you two ovals because I don't want Zeus to get mad at me. But you're, someone's going to give you two. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I'm going to give you your two ovals. Thank you. I and, appreciate it. Uh, you're going to get buried across the sticks by Charon. Mm. Great. 
Now you're going to get judged. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) You are going to be judged by mortal men who have died and who are considered great men. Ah. I don't know if I agree with the idea of these great men. Who are they? Well, the main one is Minos. Ah. King Minos, who is the king in the story of the Minotaur. I was going to say the Minotaur's father. He's not. Uh, That's a bull. But he's the father of Ariadne. He's the one who, having the Athenians bring, like, send their children there to be eaten by the Minotaur. But he's also considered, like, the first in mythology, not in real life, probably. We don't really know about Crete, if this is true. But he's considered the first person to have a navy, which get into the timeline some continuity errors with some other stories mm. about like the, what the like the first ship being the argo i have thoughts the the timeline is convoluted and we're not worrying about that but anyways i don't like minos yeah. um he's sending these athenian children to die right all the time not great yeah i do though i i'm just gonna like interject I find it interesting that he... I actually didn't know who what, were the people who judged you. I find it really funny that he's there because he also is in Dante's Inferno, mm. which obviously is based heavily in Greek mythology, but also in Christianity. But yeah, he's like at one of the layers of hell to judge you. Mm. There's a bunch of different ones, yeah. um, but he is there. So I find it interesting. Yeah. That, like, that was taken straight, straight from Greek yeah. mythology. <laughs> yeah, so Minos is one of them. Radamanthus is one of them. Radamanthus is, I think he's related to Minos, but he's also an advisor of uh, Priam, the king of Troy, during the Trojan War. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's the same Radamanthus. But a wise man. Yeah. I'd rather him judge me than Minos. But that's just me. Okay. These are the different people than I'd claim to be, I'd want to be the judges of the dead, but whatever. Anyways, Minos judges the dead. You've been judged. I have? You've been judged. All right. And you've been judged as average. Sorry to say. Wow. Most people were judged as average. Okay. The main idea is the idea of the fields of asphodel. Uh Uh-huh. You just kind of wander. You're just spirit and you're wandering. Okay. It's very mediocre. It's not bad. It's not good. I kind of like that. Are the fields pretty? I don't know. I'm not there. (laughs) I'm not there, man. No, I have no clue. Um, There might be poplar trees, too. Those are associated with the underworld. Um, That sounds like a vibe. Yeah, but it's kind of just like you just kind of wander. It's nothing crazy. So let's say that instead of that, you were judged as horrible, terrible, awful. Accurate. (laughs) (laughs) You would be going to the fields of punishment, which is also Uh sometimes equated to Tartarus, but Tartarus might be separate. Okay. It might be even, like, it's like the pits of hell, like, down, who knows. For the really bad dudes. Yeah. So the fields of punishment are where the bad people go to be punished. Yeah. And in the cases of the people that we do know who have gone to the fields of punishment, they have very specific punishments. Okay. It's unclear if, like, everyone has specific punishments. Uh-huh. But the people who deal out these punishments are the Furies, who... We love Furies. Yeah. They're I cool. Love them. It's Megara, Tisiphone, and Electo are the, the three Furies. Examples, Sisyphus, rolling a stone up a hill forever. Yeah. If he stops, the Furies will, like, whip him and make him... Do it again. More. Tantalus can't. He's standing in water, but when he bends down, it goes away. 
he reaches for the grapes above him, they go that way. <laughs> <laughs> they go up. So punishments. Eternal punishments, right? Yeah. That's what would be in store for you. Okay. So it is an eternal... It's not like maggots eating yeah, you all the time. It's a, it's a punishment in the way that it's like, yeah. this is an inconvenience. And these are like... These stories are big offenses, right? Yeah. Tantalus killed his son, cooked him up, and fed him to the gods. Yeah. To be fair, the gods didn't eat him. They real well they ate part of him. They ate part of his shoulder. Demeter ate part of his shoulder, but she was like distracted. It's a whole thing. <laughs> she was distracted. Um, don't worry about it. Uh, <sighs> but they re- they reassembled him and they gave him life again. The, the kid, but Tantalus died because <laughs> fuck Tantalus. Yeah, fuck Tantalus. And uh, you know his descendants cursed by his house. He was kind of the start of it all. He kind of sucks. Agamemnon, Menelaus, nothing goes well for them. But wasn't his his son pretty decent? I feel like he was... There was a story that I read about him being... His son was pretty chill, yeah. I feel like it's not fair that his descendants were cursed. Well, they uh, they did more bad things as they went along, so... Yeah. And then Sisyphus, like, captured the god of death yeah. and held him hostage. That's that's a not great thing yeah, to do. Yeah, we'll get into that another time. He also <laughs> did other stuff, I'm pretty sure, but that's just what I'm remembering right now. The other place you can go, you were judged, and you were judged to be amazing. Epic hero, as in, like, this is, like, glory. Like, it's not just, oh, like, oh, you were yeah. good. It's, like, you were great, you know? Like, I, like... You were amazing. I was almost god-tier. Not god-tier, but, yeah. like, It's, like, the great, the great heroes. The Greek heroes go here. I, uh, I bested Hercules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, like, Hercules was so great that he didn't even go to death. He yeah, became he a god. he became a god, uh, so that's not Yeah, even... apotheosis, but... Anyways. Wait, would that be like, sorry. Like, oh, yeah. Like, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name now? Oh, my God. Achilles. Achilles died, though. He yeah. didn't become a god. Yeah, he didn't become a god. Yeah, but would he go to the, like, good place? Yeah. Okay. Except it's implied that he's, like, miserable and shit on, like, the shores of the Styx. Because he's there when Odysseus sees him, I'm pretty sure. Oh. But he's, like, mad about something. Like, he has, like, he unfinished business his... vibes. Oh, yeah. No, because there's a whole thing, but, like, he was buried, but he, or, he, I don't remember if he was, he was burned, but they were all, like, Achilles' spirit is mad because, you know, we're leaving him here in Troy, but we uh... gotta leave him here, but anyways, we're gonna sacrifice one of Priam's daughters to appease him, and so she <laughs> dies, and it's a whole thing. We'll get into this in the, in the time. Um, she goes very bravely to her death, but I don't think she needed to go to death in the first place, so that's yeah. just me. Elysium. Yes. Where the the really cool people go. The very cool people. It is paradise. It's sometimes considered, like, the the west of the west as, like, you if you keep sailing west. Like, the, the Hesperides, where mm-hmm. you have, uh, at the sunset, the Garden of the Hesperides, where the, the tree with the golden apples is. Tara's garden atlas is there, holding up the heavens. It's sometimes considered, like, the same-ish places there. But it's supposed to be really nice and epic, and it's, you know, it's awesome times. Uh, and also, if you are great, then you can choose to be reborn. Oh, really? Yeah. And I so didn't know that. you can bathe in Lethe, forget your memories, and be reborn to new life. Huh. So. But then you lose your memories. Yeah, but you get to live again. And life is good. It's weird because the Greeks are always like, life is suffering and you're only happy when you die. But also, <laughs> but also you can be you... reborn if you're really cool. 
I don't know. It's like if you already did life once and got the good ending, why would you <laughs> want to forget your memories and do it again? True. I guess it's better than, like, what are you going to do for eternity? Just vibe in there. Yeah. But like, what happens if you get the bad ending? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? Sucks to suck, I guess. Yeah. It's got to be really good. I think there's something about maybe if you, like, get reborn a few times and get the good ending every time, something better happens. I don't remember. Huh. So what you're telling me is life is a video game. Life is a video game. <laughs> and once you get the, th- the three good endings in a row, you get the secret good ending. Oh. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Haven't gotten there yet. Damn. But yeah. So that's Greek. There's also, I mean, there's there's a lot of underworld gods. Hecate. Love her. Goes to the underworld. She's one of the few gods who can go to the underworld and back. A lot of gods can't, which is interesting because can't the gods do whatever? But they can't, a lot of them can't go to the underworld. Hermes can. He's a psychopomp. Hades is in Underworld. Persephone goes in between Hecate. Hecate has, like, nymphs who are, like, torchbearers in the Underworld. They're called, like, Lampades? I don't know. There's also um, Melinoe, who's the goddess of, like, ghosts and spirits. She's going to be the the protagonist of the new Hades game. Um, Oh, she is? Yeah, and she looks fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love her. So there's a lot there. Isn't Thanatos, too? Thanatos. I love him. I don't know why. I just have... He's the one that got held hostage by uh, Sisyphus. Yeah, I just... I... 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 He's just calm. He, he's... Calm he's death. just kind of like a vibe. Yeah. And I I like him. Anyways. Heck yeah. But that's death in Greece. Yeah. Sometimes you get spirits of the dead, I think, showing up. There's concepts of, like, spirits. Yeah. Walking around the earth and stuff like that dreams also is that different than the ones that are like stuck on the shores of lee or of sticks yeah um i don't i'm not really sure i don't i consider them kind of similar because it's kind of like this idea of you have unfinished business and you can't cross over yet okay yeah and there's i know too much about funeral practices in greece but that's unrelated to this episode yeah i know too much so so much and it's fun norse norse (laughs) moving right along norse is fun Oh, they got some fun ones because theirs is more like it's like a sorting hat quiz instead of even uh it's not like how good were you it's like, it's like what's the personality it's type a of personality your death? test yeah so main one that we think of valhalla that's, that's the popular one that's the one everyone knows of because that's the one that was most desirable in the the norse culture most likely because you died a warrior's death yeah and you get to live and feast and dine with Odin until Ragnarok when you get to fight alongside of him. That's pretty epic. I'm not going to lie. Epic. It's, it's the best warriors. It's those who died in battle, who have faced death in battle. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, so Valhalla is awesome. Half of the dead who die in battle, however, go somewhere else. Yeah. They go to Vanaheim because Freya and Odin made a deal where it was like, Okay, but I want half the dead. Yeah. I don't have the So they, they split the dead who die in battle, so half go to Vanaheim and live there, half go to Valhalla. Except everyone always says they want to go to Valhalla, so what's the deal with... Why is Vanaheim playing, sticking behind, you know? What's the deal? I don't know. I want to go to Vanaheim. Seems Maybe, because, cool. like, I know that there were Norse female warriors. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Would, like, the female ones have gone to Vanaheim, maybe? I don't know. As opposed to Valhalla? I have no clue. The only thing I can think of is why Valhalla would be more desirable is that it's obviously among the Aesir. 
Yeah. And Vanaheim would be among the Vanir. And the the Aesir, the main gods that are thought of. They're the, they're they're the, the ones they're, that everybody likes. Yeah. It's Odin. Yeah. There. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I gotta look into that more. But I know that some of the dead go to Vanaheim, too. It's not, it, Vanaheim's not entirely an afterlife, though. It's, like, also a pla- like, a there's other stuff there. It's just that also the dead go there. There's not, like, a afterlife, like, this is where all the dead go. It's, like, this is places where the dead could go when they die. Yeah, like you said, sorting hat. It's sorting hat quiz. <laughs> um, so, if you die in battle, those are the possible places that you can go. However, if you die at sea, you're going to go down to the realm of Norther and Ron. Norther being a sea god, he is, a, he is one of the Vanir. And Ron, I don't remember if she's a Jotnar or Aesir. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Anyways, she, I, think she's, Isn't she, I think she's a Jotnar. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think she's Jotnar. But yeah, so Ron has this persona of, like, catching sailors in a net. So it's like, of drowning. Um, like, if you're shipwrecked, or you're, or not shipwrecked, but if you're, like, thrown overboard and you you drown it's like ron's caught you in her net and she's dragging you down rough if you die at sea they can't get your body which is a big deal because funeral practices and you need the body however because they're raiders and they're raiding at sea a lot of people die at sea that's just how it goes yeah and so there was a separate afterlife for those who died at sea because they didn't have their bodies, they couldn't do the proper funeral practices, but they were like, where, then where did they go? They must go somewhere. But they can't go to, you know, Valhalla or something. Where do you go? You go to, to Ryan and Norther. I don't know if it has a specific name, but it's considered like a land under the sea kind of thing. Their palace under the sea. Yeah. Kind of but vibes. it's not like bad. No, it's not bad. Which, that's the thing about Norse afterlives. None of them are bad. It's just like how you died. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting, too, because I feel like in a lot of cultures, like, being able to be buried or be buried in a specific way kind of determine determine how good your afterlife is, I should say. And I appreciate that in Norse mythology, it's not like, oh, you died at sea, sucks to suck, you're gonna, like, have a sucky afterlife. It's like, no, you just have, like, a different afterlife. Yeah, and there could be bad parts. I mean, maybe you wouldn't be able to reunite with your family in the afterlife. Yeah. Maybe they were in, they're in Helheim, which we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. But they still went somewhere, and they were still thought to be, like, in the house of some of the gods. And that's still nice. And it, it, it's a way of dealing with this big thing, which would be people dying at sea in a culture yeah. that has, does a lot of sailing. Helheim seems to be the place where the majority of people go, the non-warriors. If you didn't die at sea, and if you don't die in battle, you're probably going to Helheim. Helheim a lot of times gets this stereotype of being like cold like i see yeah it's also what people think the name helheim relates to the christian hell <laughs> also because the goddess who rules helheim is called hell yeah not the same nope it is associated with death though helheim is described to be a lot like regular life it's not bad it's just like the same you get reunited with your family, you feast, and you live. Well, you don't live. You live in death, kind of. Yeah. And so on. It's not bad. It's just not necessarily anything crazy. Maybe, I don't know what happens to you at Ragnarok. I don't think you fight with the gods. Mm-mm. Either you fight against the gods, like an army of the dead, which I don't know why that idea is in my head, but I, so it might be a thing. Or you just don't do anything. I feel like hell is, like, a threat to the gods in that she, like, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyways, I love Hel as a goddess. She's a daughter of Loki and 
and Angerboda, right? Or is that she? She's daughter of Loki. Yeah. I, th- I don't know if Angerboda is part of this she? picture. I don't know. But she's definitely daughter of Loki, and she's cool, and she's awesome, and the gods were kind of scared of her, especially Odin was kind of scared of her, and so they were like, we're going to give you Helheim. You can go stay over there, and you can roll that, and we'll just live in peace and stuff you go over there now and then she goes okay and then she does helheim is also where balder goes when he dies balder being obviously the most beloved god killed by did we decide it was mistletoe or holly killed by something i thought it was mistletoe mistletoe yeah Yeah. killed by mistletoe i don't know where holly comes up in my brain every time we do this to bring him back the gods go to the gods go to helheim they want to bring him back hell says only if every living being on earth weeps tears of sadness for him was it Holly that didn't? No, it's Loki. Loki what? didn't. Loki's the one that didn't cry. Sorry, I just... I'm... There's... No, yeah. I was looking up stuff about Helheim and Ragnarok, and I'm not getting anything. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's very vague stuff about Ragnarok and stuff, yeah. but... Every living being weeps for Baldur, except for one, a Jotnar woman who is believed to be Yoki. Loki in disguise. Yeah. Um, so Baldur doesn't come back to life. Sucks to suck. I really like the Norse afterlives. Yeah. I think they're fun. They are. I think they're the... Why aren't there more religions that do it based on vibes? <laughs> I think it should be like that. Do you know what what Celtic? I know a little is? bit. So it's very vague because yeah. obviously written by Christians, so you don't get as much. I think that there are some instances of people who were dead showing up in the other world. Like spirits, mm-hmm. ghosts, like the dead go there. It's really weird. We don't... Because there's, there's so much vague stuff about... This is specifically <laughs> Irish. There's so much vague stuff about Irish mythology that it's kind of hard to tell what things mean or what could be more accurate to the original thoughts since things were changed over time. There's... So there's islands, right, in the fog that are supposed to be like if you, you sail to them, there's, that's the other world. But then there's also land under the ground, which is also the other world, kind of. It's like where the she live. The she are like... They're like fairies. It's okay. way more complicated than that. But they're like fairies for the sake of this. Not like small little fairies, but, you know, they're like the fae. On Samhain and Beltane, when the, you know, the veil is thinnest, when the, it's the most liminal space between, you know, life and death and, mm-hmm. and so on, that's when these she mounds, hills that look funky, yeah. you're able to travel into them and into the underground world of the she. So there's stories of heroes going down there and living there for like half the year or whatever and then coming back out the next time there's one of these cross quarters. It's not really cross quarters, it's only half the year, but same thing. And it seems like maybe the dead could be there too because you're also there's also burial mounds, so it would make sense that the dead would be there because mm-hmm. you're already burying them under mounds. But it's really hard to tell because there's not... There's not a lot of Irish mythology about things that there's mythology about in other things. Like, there's not a creation myth. Yeah. There's not one specific pantheon in the sense that there's different types of beings that act as gods. People usually equate the Tua de Danon to, like, the gods, but it's way more complicated than that. And, like, the Tua de Danon have different kings. They, they don't have one king the whole time, like Zeus or Odin or something. They have Nuada and they have Bress, I think, for a little bit, and Lu. So it, it changes as you go. But there's also ideas of otherworldly beings dying, because they're not exactly immortal. Okay. So, like, Maka, she dies during the, the race in Ulster. 
There's also a Maka who dies in one of the battles of Moitura, I believe. It's unclear if they're the same Maka, but whoever they are, they died twice, and they're definitely Fae-ish, she-ish. So death is funky. As far as humans go, hard to say. We can guess. But there's not, like, a separate afterlife other than the other world. Yeah. But that's not exactly an afterlife. It's weird. Mm-hmm. That's my spiel. Interesting. Yeah. There is, but there's also, it's like, there's this idea of the Morrigan greeting you after your death. Mm. The Morrigan, not guiding, is like, it's psychopomp-ish, but it's like, where is she guiding you? We don't know. Somewhere? Uh-huh. Not sure. But she, she safeguards deaths, but it's like, does something happen after that death? We don't know. Mm. She safeguards Kukulin's death. She's there for it. She said she would be there for it, but we don't know, like, what happened after that. Which is kind of interesting, because I like the idea of a mythology where you don't know what's going to happen when you die. These, how would you know? You're a living person writing it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. The last afterlife I can think of really is Duat, Egyptian. I don't remember a lot about the Duat. There's a river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know you're judged by oh, Osiris. Oh, uh, yeah. There's the judgment. Osiris is the, the king of the dead kind of yeah. I feel like everything's way more complicated than this i'm trying to well, give simple versions i feel like egyptian religion is m- mostly preoccupied with death and there's afterlife. a big death ritual they really love <laughs> i don't know if love's <laughs> the right word but they're really interested in the idea of death right. and like obviously because like we have the pyramids and stuff like it's also so it's very complicated death w- was so related to the gods in the sense of Osiris dying. A lot of Isis and Horus' myths have to do with Osiris' death and the aftermath of it. And, I mean, Ra goes through the Duat every night. Yeah. So it's very integrated. What we do know, I guess, is Osiris was ruling the dead, in a sense. Anubis is also there as a death god. Mat, goddess of peace, her feather is being used to weigh against hearts of those who have died to see if they are worthy of an afterlife uh if you're not worthy (laughs) you are going to be eaten by a god whose name i don't remember but he has the head of an alligator i believe or crocodile whichever one was in the nile (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) there's also i don't set is the god of the desert land west of the Nile. But also that's where the pyramids are, so I feel like that's kind of death-related because there's no there's no fertility there as part of it. It's, yeah. like, just desert. And then his wife and sister, Nephthys, is associated with the dead as well and more with, like, the waters part. There's also, there's another god who is, like, the head of a hippopotamus who's associated with death. That's all I can think of. Yeah, well, I mean, and also just, like, with the pyramids people might know this but like you know it's literally like when people died they were given like so many things to help them to the afterlife and like literally like written on the inside of the pyramids was like instructions for like where to go just like how do you know <laughs> yeah are you already dead and read in the ship for me yeah um it's the afterlife yeah it's and then we also there was a star one of the stars in orion's belt i believe was yeah Osiris. I don't know if it was Osiris or where Osiris lived. That lived. He's dead. I think but, it's where he lived. If I um, because if that's true, that's where the dead would probably be going. going. Yeah. But I remember in our cosmology cl- class we talked yeah, about yeah because they line up with the pyramids. Yeah. The Orion's Belt lines up with the the three pyramids. A lot of what we have of ancient Egypt has to do with death. Yeah. 
because obviously that's what survived because there were so many tombs. Yeah. Um, And Egypt is so fucking old. Yeah. When we say ancient Egypt, it's like fucking bonkers shit, man. Like, they were doing shit way before most other groups. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. The amount of time they had before the Bronze Age collapse, they had like a head start. Yeah. It's crazy. I also think it's interesting that one of the oldest, you know, like mythological traditions is like so interested in death. Yeah. Because like all mythological traditions have to talk about death at some point. But the fact that like the earliest is like a lot of their important, not importance, I don't know, but like. They put a lot of value and care into their death process. Yeah. It was like a big deal. And I feel like, you know, in modern days, we we obviously don't, in a weird way, I feel like we don't take as much care of our dead as we did back then. But also, like, it's, I've, you know. I have so many thoughts about the death process today. Yeah. It's, it's, we, like, distance ourselves from it, but also, like, it's, (laughs) it's like a commodity. Like, it's become, like. It's a, it's a whole scheme. Yeah. We were watching the Midnight Gospel episode, and they were talking about how this whole industry around death and, like, funeral homes and stuff is, like, not necessary because you can just do that stuff yourself and people did for so long as far as like the body's not gonna like it doesn't need to be taken out of your home right away or anything it's not like can go bad in like a few days it'll be fine we're very separate from death in the modern day and i think that makes talks about death a lot more like sensitive or people don't it's more taboo yeah and i feel like so sometimes when i talk about death i'm like maybe i just have a weird relationship with death or what i think of as death but then i'm like isn't it weird to not talk about death? Because it's gonna happen, and for so long, it was so much more prevalent as a part of life. In the modern day, obviously, people live longer, but also, when people die, you're not the one caring for them. You're not the one, you know, going through the funeral process. Mm -hmm. It's someone else. You're probably paying someone else to do that. It's a very different thing. And also, because we don't, as a society, really think about, like, ancestors or spirits in the same way that people in the past might have, I just think that we're we're just so separate from death. I think that's strange. It is. And, like, I personally have always been really interested in death. You could maybe blame that on the fact that I was born on Samhain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've always really, like, had this weird fascination like even as a little kid I've always been like I want to know about death I want not that I want to experience it like myself but like I've always wanted to experience the process of like that sounds really sick no but but, see that's the thing it's like when you when you bring it up it sounds it's like oh that sounds so strange you're wishing death it's like no I'm not I'm not wishing death it's just a natural thing that happens and shouldn't I be shouldn't I get familiar with that process as it happens naturally Yeah, and I think it's a very interesting thing, and I I think death, in a way, is really strong, at least for me, really strongly connected with femininity and, like, just the cycle of life. Yeah. And, yeah, for me, I just, I feel like it's one of those things where there's a philosopher who I love. I've not read enough of her work, and I'm blanking on her name right now. (laughs) But she talks about how, in her book, it's called The Second Sex. I don't remember her name, but her book is called The Second Sex, and she's like a feminist philosopher, and she talks about how 
femininity is scary because femininity is connected to nature and the cycle of life and death and the thing that makes it scary is it's the one thing that can't be tamed like men throughout history men and women but she was talking about men here men have constantly been trying to tame nature you know they hunt animals they build they they like you know have farms and like cultivate crops they build cities they're constantly trying to best nature and the one thing about nature that you cannot best is death it's the one thing that you will never be able to overcome and so like religion has kind of been a way to beat death in a way you know with afterlives because if if you live on after death you beat the system (laughs) if it doesn't end not to say that that cancels out the idea of any of these afterlives being true or false like that has no idea like no bearing on it but it is very interesting to think of death as we think of death as something that's so terrifying because in my opinion i i really believe because it is that like thing we can't control and if we look at it less as something that is scary because we can't control it and and embrace letting go of control like when people die i mean every death is different but i feel like a lot of times it's just kind of like they let go you know at the end of their life like like as you know they take their final breath it's just a letting go and embracing that idea of like letting go and being okay with not being in control I think would help a lot of people reconcile the idea of death and integrating it and understanding it as just a part of life I think is something that would make it a lot less scary and a lot more interesting to other people and like not that I don't like life I do again like <laughs> I, this sounds kind of dark but I swear I'm I'm fine but like honestly death to me is just like it's kind of exciting because again like nobody knows for for sure and 100% what is going to happen after death and so it's like not that I want it to get here any faster <laughs> but I'm kind of excited to figure out what happens even if it is just nothing you know it's like I want to know I want to find out. It could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. Ugh. I, I'm so sorry. I'm rambling. No, I I agree. I, I see death, at least recently, I've started to see death as more of a, this goes into like my own philosophy. I've started to see the universe as a lot more connected recently than I have in the past. And I often view death as kind of a reintegrating back into nature. Like we all came from nature I guess in a way and I feel like death is kind of like fully going back to what we truly are like our whole lives we try to get away from nature we like I said before we build cities we try to defeat it but nature is amazing and really really cool and the universe is amazing and the fact that we're kind of just you know becoming a part of the universe again is like a really beautiful idea to me and I'm going to stop now because I've been talking for a (laughs) while, but I think death is really cool and I think people should be less scared of it. Oh yeah, (laughs) I agree. It just, what you were saying just reminded me, one thing that's always freaked me out about how we view death 
in the modern world is the preservation of one's body to make them seem like they're still alive. Yeah. And also the just the burying them with all that, with the clothes and the stuffing their organ, like stuffing where their organs would have been and the makeup. And it's just so unnatural. I hate it. I hate the idea of being buried when I'm dead. My parents are going to be hearing this for the first time and they're going to be like, what the fuck is she on? But when I die, I want, I'm going to donate my organs and then I want the rest of my body to be put in a field and eaten by carrion birds. Or I want someone to bury just my body in the ground, not in a casket and plant like a tree or something. Mm. I don't want my body to just sit in the ground in a wooden box in makeup and clothes and with unnatural things in my body to just sit there and rot even longer Mm -hmm. and without becoming a part of nature for so long. It's like being buried alive but in death and I hate it. I'm not using my body anymore. I want it to go back to nature. What does it matter if it sounds gruesome that, yeah, bugs are going to eat my body, but I'm not using it. Yeah. I want the, the earth to use it. I When I die, I don't want to sit in a box. I want to become part of nature again. Mm. Like I I was before. Like I am now. It's just so gross. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Don't bury me. Uh, whoever, no one's going to, oh my God, I hope no one who's listening to this has to bury me. Uh, don't bury me. Don't. Mm. And yeah, like, burning me might be easier. But that's not fun. <laughs> like, if you're gonna bury okay, me, it's honestly, gotta be, like, Viking burial, like, shooting a flaming yeah. arrow kind of thing. You know, that's fine. I, ha- I have to say, I, d- I do think being burned is pretty, pretty fun. But I don't want to be burned in, like, I want to be burned in, like, a funeral pyre. I don't want to be burned in, like, a kiln and, like, yeah. don't pay someone to burn my body. Yeah. Bernie fucking so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. Why are we weird about death? It's it's we don't need to be. Honestly, my my true and earnest belief is that we just have become too disconnected from nature, and we've gotten to the point where we're so scared of it that we're like, nope, nope, we can't we can't let people go back to being nature because that's scary. And it's like, no, it's not. It's okay. And actually, I will say, like, going back to what you said about being in a box, I've always thought that it's super weird that we're in boxes. Like, I, I less, hate it. Less on, like, the makeup and clothes thing, but, like, the fact that, like, you put a dead body in a box and, like, it doesn't actually, like, get to go, like, like it, it just disintegrates like, what's the, like, in why? the box. It's just, yeah, why? I don't what's like it. What's the point? Why? Why are you trapping me in this prison when I'm already dead? Yeah. I hate it. And, well, honestly, it's... The simple thing is, it's for the people who are still there. It's for their peace of mind. But Which is so stupid. That doesn't give me... Like, that would not give me peace of mind. Right. To be like, that person's body is still in that box, decomposing so much slower than it needs to. It's like torture. Yeah. But for the dead. I just don't want people to touch me after I'm dead. You know, like, I don't want to, like, the, um... I <laughs> I had and kind of still have an obsession with, like, mortician YouTube and stuff. Like, learning about that process 
is interesting to me but also in a way horrifying because it's like they do so so much to your body after you die they pump you with so many things and I hate that I just feel like honestly that to me feels like such a violation I don't know why but it does like being made into a doll really Mm -hmm. It just, it feels like a violation of the body. And I, like you were saying, like, I'd much rather just be, like, you know, disintegrated into the earth than have somebody, like, puff my, like, stomach full of, like, cotton or something. You know, like, that's, ugh, I don't know. It's it's just so awful. And I feel like people would be, like, when I say that I want to be eaten by birds, people are, like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? And I'm, like, okay, fair. Um, (laughs) I get it. But... Then it's, it seems like it's, a, oh, you don't care about, like, what happens to your body? I do care about what happens to my body after yeah. I die. I don't want it to go through the whole, you know, mortician process that we have today. That's, I do care about my body. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I don't want it to be pumped full of chemicals to make me look alive longer than I am. I'm dead. Stop being weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's hard for other people to be, like, Oh, I don't get to see you, like, at your funeral or something like that. Like, I don't get to yeah. see you one last time. That's a creepy way to see me one last time. That's not me anymore. And it's freaking yeah. me out. Go and look at a tree and be like, that's Caroline. That's so much better. Mm. Look at a bird. Be like, ah, oh, that ate Caroline. <laughs> She's in there. <laughs> She's in that bird shit now. You got it, bro. <laughs> look at bird shit and think of me. That's all I'm asking. Uh, it's a simple, simple, simple thing. I am the bird shit. And that will be the name of this episode. <laughs> okay then (laughs) no it doesn't need to be i concur with most of that i think that's a good wrapping up of this conversation yeah um thank you so much for listening yeah um you can find us on social media at the gods pod all lowercase on twitter instagram and tumblr for some reason tumblr always gets a little special spotlight it really does you can also email us at girlsandgods at gmail.com all lowercase uh, you can email us with questions topic ideas or you know requests or a uh, hate mail or if you want to come on let us know that too I forgot about that one if you want to come on and then spew hate mail at us live or yeah that's welcome I was going to say if you want to send us hate mail and then right after the hate mail say hey can I come on your podcast please <laughs> that would be really funny and I'd say yes um, <laughs> I also would say yes <laughs> Anyways, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Join us next time when we talk about something fun, I'm sure. Yep. Not death. (laughs) Not death. Death is fun. Maybe life? We're not going to have a life episode. Most of our stories are life. We can have a life episode. Yeah, it's not as exciting. All right. Anyways. (laughs) Bye. Bye.